quick PSA before we start episode one. As you know, we are in a global pandemic, which has put myself and a lot of my DJ colleagues temporarily out of work. This show is completely creative expression at the same time. I am a DJ and it is my work, it is my career. So if you enjoy the show, please consider donating to at Y-E-A-F-R-E-E on Venmo or dollar sign Grandior Free on Cash App. And if you're listening on Mixcloud, there's an option to do a $5 monthly just to support and keep some gas in the tank. So thank you guys and please enjoy the show. Yeah, free radio. You guys aren't ready. You're not ready for this. You don't know how to survive yourself. Black people, we're the only ones that know how to survive this. Whites, come, hurry quick. Come get your Nicolette. 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 Episode one. Yeah, free radio. Thanks for tuning in. I'm just going to start, so let's just start. R.I.P. George Duke. First up, we got one of my favorite records from him. This is called Someday.
that was Corey Henry. Happy days. Perfect. Perfect vibe for right now. We need all that. All that, all that. Next up, we have Strong by Salt. Speaking of the word strong, they put out two really strong projects this year. You need to listen to them. Big shout out to Salt. Inflow. Uh, Cleo Soul, Kid Sister. You guys are incredible.
Run my time, better give me that feed. I done earned this boom, that shit not free. You ain't never bled, boy, you ain't my bleed. Yeah, chasing dreams I can't see. Yeah, everything changing for the game, we earn everybody feed. Yeah, never stop to the game E. Yeah, never stop to the game E. Why? You was living all inside my head. I ain't never found more life. Niggas really never touch and break. Get that pain in every out your eyes. Hitting different when you read my life. Feeling like I'm running out of time. Seconds going faster cause you're mine. Seconds going faster than my mind. If you need that fix, then you can call me. Yeah, they gon' chase you, but we know that's all me. Yeah, running to that sack like hits of all me. I'm still running, running, and they never call me. Me and you, uh, 
dipping through the city, uh, floating through the city, riding hot, living life. Dipping through the city, floating through the city. It was just me and you. Uh, dipping through the city, uh, floating through the city, riding hot, living life. Next up we got Dealer by Bathe. Bathe is a duo out of New York City. They describe their music as surf R&B and just off that alone I was instantly like, I want to know more. So I dug through all their music and really enjoyed all of it. I was just so into what they were doing that I had to find them and I was able to locate them through the internets and pull them in for an interview as well. So check out Dealer by Bathe and then we're gonna um, do a little interview with them right after that, so stay tuned. If you wait on way, no bread, no resentment, put your celly on vibrate. I'll call you whenever you get a minute, I'm in. Won't judge or defend you, you just want me to come through and bring you a back to. And I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking about it, and tell me if you need it. I can guarantee.
baby, I get it, let's get Won't judge or defend it You just wanna get your feels Call it divine will And I'm thinking about it And I'm thinking about it at that point in uh point in the project where it's just about pushing yourself and just trying to get past the wall so on one hand it, it's bittersweet because on one hand it's it's hard but on the other hand you're like i feel myself getting closer to where i want to be how, how you feeling about um this project so far i actually didn't know you guys are working on a, a project but i'm curious to hear about like how that's been going so far and like why why a project now the songs were all actually all written a long time ago um the album's called by coastal and it's just about this you know and when in new york everyone's end game is to be by coastal to have a house in la and a house in new york and to be traveling abroad yeah and we just both realize, you know, when you work on an album, you just write a bunch of songs and slowly but surely the theme jumps out at you. And that's what we realized it was. It was just about dreaming and wanting to be somewhere that you're not. And, you know, going to places like Rockaway to have a snippet of the life that you want to build for yourself and then having to come home and stuff like that, like just found its way into all the songs. And um, we wrote all of the songs like in January of this year, before the pandemic was even really a thing. Like, I think the first case came to Manhattan when we, like, I think like a week after we wrote the last song for this record. Yeah. But, um, you know, I had a lot of like personal stuff. Like I had a lot of people, my, like a couple of people in my family passed away and just had a bunch of, uh, not related to coronavirus, but, um, and then the coronavirus hit, pandemic hit. And I had to move in the middle of that. And then Devin was also, you know, figuring out having some life choices he had to make. And the album just ended up having to go on the back burner for like a while. And then we, you know, it was really like um, working on these two singles, like kind of helped us get back on track creatively. Okay. So when you guys started recording again, post like um, all this stuff that had happened, um, 
it was 22s and better off that was those like the first ones that you, that you had jumped into well those songs are even older than the album like those songs are from are from like 2019 oh wow so these aren't even on the on the on the album no nah, yeah uh, those, are, okay, those okay. predate the album so Got you. but yeah we had those songs pretty much like 85 percent done you know Mm-hmm. So we just figured instead of jumping right back into making an album after taking a hiatus, we would rather just see those through, see those two through the door gotcha. and then like get back into album mode. I didn't always make it easy 
Nowadays I only see you leaving I might be going out on a limb But we just want the same thing say And if you think that you're better off Baby, yeah And if you think that you're better off Baby, you're better off Don't play make-believe It's okay to breathe Don't be scared to be by yourself If you think that you're better sound of those records um does it kind of feel like the tone of the album or is it um is the album a bit brighter or um sound wise where did you guys uh try to take it i think the album is a bit warmer and hazier and a little bit more patient Mm, okay i think that the singles were really us distilling a lot of the sounds we're into into like these two like jam-packed minutes you know versus the album really it, i think it takes it, it goes through a lot more sounds got you but it takes more time and i also just learned a lot from doing those two singles like i changed how i was recording things i started incorporating more analog gear um we started like Devin started using different types of microphones on his voice and stuff. And I think it's just, I think our sound is just developing. Yeah. I could, de- I could definitely hear like um, some of that development that you're speaking of, especially when I heard um, 22 twos that, that just, that was one of those ones I had to run back, like, <laughs> like a bunch of times when I first heard it. Um, but I really love the way that you guys like mix your records. Like everything feels kind of like, like distant but close like it feels intimate but it still kind of feels like it's in a big space if that makes sense um yeah and i was kind of reading um a, kind of getting some backstory on you guys and i, I saw that you would describe your, your sound as surf r&b um and i hear that makes sense when i hear it um but but i'm also curious about what surf r&b means to you guys and how you feel it applies to what you do you know, I heard a saying a long time ago that the music you listen to high school, like the music you listen to in high school, defines your taste <laughs> as a person. Wow. Right? That's real. And we're not, because, you know, it's affiliated with hopefully some of your happiest memories, uh-huh. you know. And it's also that moment where you really start 
you know, listening to stuff stuff for yourself as opposed to just listening to whatever's around you. You really start having the ability, you know, you get a car for the first time, you go to FYE. Yeah, you're making more choices, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can actually make an active choice as to what you listen to. And for me, my high school years were really defined by getting into indie rock. You know, up until that point, I had only ever listened to alternative hip hop because that's what all my cousins listened to. Gotcha. And so I started getting into groups like Beach House and Girls and the Beach Boys and Spectrals, which are like some like somewhat niche and like the drums and those songs and Toro Moi and those songs were really d definitive for me and like discovering myself. And when it was time to start this project, I wanted to channel that energy into this and, but you know, Devin comes, Devin also is really like well-versed in indie music and like electronic music and stuff, but he comes from more of an R&B and jazz background. Yeah. So it was only natural that like the R&B side of it, you know, found its way into our sound. But instead of just like, you know, reaching for the roads or, you know, going straight for the jazz chords, we were like, you know, we really wanted to try to take a less beaten, take a, a, you know, less common path yeah. per se. And it really just, you know, the path we ended up going down just led back to the stuff we both were really into in high school, which was just like all that really surfy, wavy, hazy, spacious, you know, music and being black creatives on top of that. Like I just felt like it's a, it's a style that, you know, a lot of times black people were actively excluded from, because if you talk about surf music, you're talking about like at that, you know, the Beach Boys heyday was in the 1940s and 50s when black people weren't even allowed on those beaches, on the beaches. that they were shooting yeah, their, their videos exactly. on. Yeah. So the more we dug into it, the more I just felt like this is what we have to do, you know, like it's almost like reclaiming. Yeah, reclaiming the or, beach. Or, yeah, you know, putting a stake down on those sounds, because, you know, I, when you're a New Yorker, you know, we all, you know, so much of us, we go to Rockaway for the day or we get an Airbnb or we go to Cali for a month, you know? And I just wanted to make beats that could soundtrack those, those feelings, you know? Yeah. I think or you, those trips. I think you, I think you definitely did that. <laughs> I mean, Oh, thank you, man. I, I was curious about um, if there was a, maybe a specific song that you think you could pinpoint or like a certain moment where you kind of felt like, okay, this is the sound. Like, this is like that beach music meets R&B music. Like, this is it. Was there one particular? About a song that we made or a song that someone else made? A like a song or even hearing a song or just a moment where you're just like, okay, this is exactly what we're trying to do right here. I think for me, it was hearing Blessa by Tori Moi wow. when I was like a sophomore in high school. Yeah. That song blew my mind and when I found out that he was a person, like when, when I found he was black, I was like, what the fuck? Cause <laughs> yeah. you know, this is back before Steve Lacey, before, you know, before Steve Lacey, before blood orange, before Tori Moab, before like, we live in an age now where a black dude with a guitar is like not surprising anymore. But like when I was in high school, like I used to get called an Oreo and a white boy, like every single day <laughs> for playing guitar when Tori Moth first dropped, I just felt like like not only was the music just killer, just on like the production level, the way that like just the way it feels, but I was just I just felt like my experience was being put in music, you know. So I would say that that song was the definitive 
song that sent me down the path. Like that's the song where like, I was like, all right, bet. Like I'm not going to make straightforward hip hop or R&B. And like, I'm at peace with that. Yeah. That's one of the fun things about music is just seeing black kids picking up guitars again and really getting creative. Um, I think this is a beautiful time. And- people like Tori Moi, people like Van Hunt. Wow. People oh like, God. I I got the chance to meet him. He's fucking phenomenal. Just a great, he's as good of a person as his music is. Oh. Which I, he's literally the nicest guy. But um, like Van Hunt, D'Angelo, Shigiotis, Little Beaver, like, so there's so many artists that's that gave us the alley oop and then you know Surely. the tr- the thing for us is just to be ourselves 110 percent, so that the next kid can push it even further than us yeah and that's really what it is because i mean these guys like they were completely themselves and that created space for kids like you guys to be able to do the same thing and hopefully the generational follow will do the same but um it's really cool to see um rock and all these things kind of like I don't know, for for black kids to be able to see themselves in it again. I think that's really cool. Only thing you've ever wanted to be was a movie star. so much i love van hunt so much uh i remember uh 2004 my freshman year of high school just finding this album and just like obsessing over it forever still to this day i obsess over this album so much and uh van hunt is like a special talent he's a black guitarist an incredible singer songwriter producer you name it live performer um truly a living legend that many overlook but those who know know so now you know
PSA to black girls and black boys out there. Pick up a guitar, pick up some drumsticks, pick up a bass, a synth, whatever. Rock music is your music. The architects of this music are your people. So understand that and own that. And make the music that you want to make.
jam.
process goes all right Devin is literally my like best friend like in life and i think that is our creative process is pretty much the same way our friendship is it's like it's really just us exchanging ideas that we're excited about yeah you know like whenever Devin sees a new movie he like hits me with you he just texts me out of nowhere like you'll watch this right now you know, and it's yeah. the same way with our music. Like he'll make a demo and be like, yo, what do you think of this? And I'll just be like, yo, I designed, I made this drum loop. Like I did these guitars, you know, or sometimes I'll come to him and I'll be like, yo, I made, you know, I made this guitar riff. I don't know what to do with it. And then he'll hit me back and be like, yo, do you mind if I like put some drums on it? And I sing this top line. Oh, that's sick. And then like, so it's really kind of just a grab bag. It's just like when we're excited about stuff, like, we just go and you know once we get towards the end Devin is very very you know there, we have certain things that we're both really good at and so i'm really i tend to to, to really like Devin is really really good at like verses and lyrics clearly and like stru song structure yeah and i tend to really focus in on like tones and sound design and like knowing when a song is like quote unquote finished got like you got you. so we both have our like kind of like our main you kind of produce like, each other have our roles. absolutely so a lot of people have the misconception that like i'm 100 the producer and dev is 100 the singer and that couldn't be further from the truth like <laughs> yeah. there are some songs on the record that Devin, for all intents and purposes like i just came in and just designed and just did some sound design at the end you know yeah. And there are other songs where I like I wrote the lyrics and then, you know, I wrote the lyrics on the top line and then Devin helped came up with the guitar parts. Like it really is like back and, you know, like a back and forth thing. That's cool. It's almost like a it's almost like a Steely Dan type type situation. Uh, yeah, we're definitely more of a band than I, than like a producer songwriter duo. Yeah. And, and I think that's that's yeah. that's what you're so used to seeing kind of in like in music is just like the you got the the singer who's who kind of gets how to make songs but really just needs to be guided by the producer i like that it's like that you guys are both producers in your own right like if we ever make ambient like sorry if we ever make uh uh solo music i think people will be able to hear the pieces yeah. of the puzzle uh -huh. more distilled because i know if like if i wasn't working with Devin, i'd probably just make like ambient guitar music and i know he would make just like super jazzy you know adventures r&b yeah type stuff but like when it comes together that's where you get that juxtaposition you were talking about earlier but yeah like it's one of those things that i notice when you are on the the line between two genres there are certain tropes and ways that people think about the genres that don't necessarily you know fit neatly and i notice a lot in r&b you have a lot more of the hard line like i'm the producer he's the sing singer yeah type setups and uh -huh. I'm, I'm not judging those i'm just saying that we 
we both played in band. We were both mainly in bands before we started this project. So yeah. it was all, we're, we're more used to, to operating with that kind of setup. So yeah, I would say, that, you know, with coronavirus, we've been doing a lot more stuff siloed, but we always like, we always come together and just tweak. We, we have our hands on every part of, of the song together before like anything goes out the door. Gotcha. When you're kind of like working on music and um, developing ideas, like, um, do you have like a ritual? Like, okay, like you pick up the guitar and then you just go, or does it sometimes come from like, oh, I hear a drum loop and then I just start doing this? Or I have to meditate. If I don't meditate, I'm not going to make anything worth anything. Wow. Yeah. I have to, and like, I have to just. My room has to be spotless. I can't have. I have to just. I have to take my phone and turn it off and leave it outside of wherever I am. I can't have it anywhere around me. I turn off my Wi-Fi, and I just have to like be open. You know, I have to be in a spacious headspace. Yeah. And um, other than that, I don't really have any routines. I'm surprised by where the ideas come from. You know, sometimes it's the guitar, sometimes it's a lyric. Sometimes I watch a movie scene and, you know, I wake up in the morning and there's just a song there out of nowhere. Like, I don't know the actual creativity itself. I, I don't, I just kind of go with the flow on it. And sometimes, you know, it's, there's nothing there. And so like, all right, I'm just going to practice my skills and call it a day. But um, yeah, I think the routine for me is, or the process for me is more about setting up the space that, when an idea comes, like there's nothing in the way. There was a quote that you had in um, Vice magazine, and uh, you were saying like, "Bathe is like a vacation," and um, but you're knowing that the America that you have to come back to, that doesn't go away. It's um, it doesn't matter how relaxed you are. There's always a tension. Um, so through all the tension that's happening in this America right now, um, did it make it hard to create music that still sounds like? Um, like a vacation? I think that it was humbling. Mm. I think is the word for it. I think I had to come to terms with who I am and how creativity plays a role in my life and the fact that my creativity is is very, very tangled in my surroundings. Like I was saying, I have to really be in a meditative meditative space and like have my room clean. And during the pandemic, it was hard to be in that space sometimes. And I had to learn not to fight it. You know, sometimes you can't create because your, your life is telling you that you have other things you really need to focus on. Like when the you know Black Lives Matter protests were going on, I couldn't write, like I couldn't produce, like I had to just go out there and be a part of it. You know, yeah. I, it was, if I tried to produce, I was not being honest to myself. Yeah. And I think that was why I would say it was humbling. I had to learn not to fight it. Sometimes your creativity is not going to show up because it, you know, it's trying to tell you that you have stuff that you need to go do. Yeah. And whether it was like making sure I was registered to vote or like, you know, making sure that certain people in my life were okay during the pandemic or, you know, going out and protesting, like, you know, there's a lot of real life that had to be lived to make the space to come back and be creative and like to feel open. Yeah. And I would say that was the hardest part. And I, you know, yeah. In regards to that quote, you know, um, 
I think it's just, I think it's just that uh, you can't, you can't just, you can't ignore the situation, you know? You want to move with the current. You don't want to move against the current. And I feel like when the unrest and I mean, and it continues, but I feel like when it was really kind of coming at to a head, um, you want to lean into that. You don't want to like, cause if you're, if you're trying to swim away from it, it's like, you're, you're going against what's happening. Like you got to listen to yourself and listen to what's happening in the world and not like avoid it. Cause I feel like when you're, when you try to do that, it's like, it no longer becomes escapism. It comes, it becomes more like, like, what are you running from? Like you should just lean into this thing. People are so much smarter than they give themselves credit for. And even if you try to just ignore it, like you, in the parts of your brain, the parts of your like soul, your spirit, and what, you know, whatever you, you know, whatever term connects with you, like it, it knows what's up. So you can try, you can try to create and pretend like there's nothing going on outside, but like deep down, you know, there is, and it's going to find its way. And, you know, to, to me, a lot of times that's what writer's block is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, you're not meeting your create, you're not meeting your creativity you're not meeting your muse, you're not meeting your inspiration, you know, where it's at. And sometimes you're not, you're not leaving it alone, <laughs> like long yeah, enough. Sometimes not leaving <laughs> it alone. Know? That's what it is too. Yeah. That's real so though. That's what I would say. This is, this might put you on the spot, but um, I wanted to know if there was one song or album that's been getting you through this year, like something that you find yourself coming back to a lot when you kind of need some inspiration or you just need a pick me up or anything to that effect? Hmm. I, I think my one album is probably Voodoo by D'Angelo. Of course, man. Yes. I think that always just reaffirms, I was, you know, I would say it's either Voodoo by D'Angelo and yeah, I would say Voodoo by D'Angelo or I would say Because the Internet by Childish Gambino. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say Voodoo because I think it's just the epitome of just musicality and being black and proud and unashamed and just really letting your craft shine. And I would say because the internet, because to me, it's, it perfectly embodies the time. It's even still like, what is it? Seven years since it came out or so like, yeah, it still just embodies how like messy life is, particularly in the age of the internet and how like you just have to learn to be at peace with it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I would say that those two, but I would say mainly voodoo. Yeah, I definitely found myself. I mean, but it's it's constant, like coming back to voodoo. It's almost like yep. It's almost like just like a way to just remind yourself of how good music is. <laughs> but it's really been like something to always come back to, and because of internet, it's funny you mentioned that because I just started. There's like this um, dissect podcast that just like started covering that album and digging into some of the themes behind it, and it's really really fascinating. I mean, of course having read the script and all the stuff attached to the album, like, you know, that there's a whole world, but it's kind of cool to hear that whole world be like unraveled and like brought to, brought to the surface. So it's really cool. I'd, I'd recommend you check it out. I actually just started tapping in with that. Yeah. I just, I'm starting back at blonde cause I missed it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one too. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm working my way over. I, when, when me and Devin first started really doing music together, I was obsessed with because internet, I just, yeah, I could, I could, I could go on for hours, but I'll spare you. Yeah. No, I mean, it's all good. Is there, is there a song that you would say from each that you would recommend? So D'Angelo, you have to play Africa for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's a perfect choice. Yeah. And then for because the internet, I would say 
that shadows? <laughs> oh, it's so it's hard for me. I would say I think I'm gonna go with I think I'm gonna go with pink toes because I think that that's like you know pink toes is like his his like uh, revelatory moment of like serenity before like the whole thing falls apart. So I would yeah. say maybe that's what people need to hear like right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Rainbows, sunshine, everywhere go. Rainbows, sunshine, go. Rainbows, sunshine. Rainbows, sunshine. Rainbows, sunshine. But as long as I look fly by prom night, go.
Get a grip, I don't wanna fall down, 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 down. 
Look, look, I caught rabbits way before rapping, way before they cared if I looked unhappy. I mean, way before Michael Jackson looked nappy, way before the blonde hair, blue eye tactics. Uh, I know mistakes get pushed to the masses. I read the how to's, pushing black magic. I'm hooded up, stars in my view, burst accident. Seven months later, you be calling my bafflement. Out the packaging, how to's not I press play. I recharge to run, Roger. Planted that seed so my tree lives longer. My daughter got eyes on the prize like her mama. No shame. Something looking out of my window. Dev on the line. Um, Dev, tell us a bit about your experience through this pandemic and how you've been holding up lately. So what's really funny about this question for me is that with the exception of the initial shock and a few family incidents that have occurred, I can't say that I'm doing any better or any worse objectively than I was doing before the pandemic. I can say that there are a lot of personal issues and insecurities that were really easy to ignore or work through before all this popped off that are <laughs> really hard to ignore now. Um, before there was this, this constant movement that made it really easy to do so and now just sitting within the same four walls and, and having so much quote unquote free time, it's really easy to be unkind to yourself. So. With that said, I think 
I'm fortunate to have a really supportive family and friend group and my partner Danielle has been incredible but what's also been really helpful is letting go of the idea that I have to accomplish all of my goals within a set period of time the realization that what's more important is sort of cultivating this lifelong mission and letting that play out over whatever period of time <laughs> is way more important than you know the urgency of getting it done by the time I'm 27 I'm yeah realizing that I can let go of those pressures has been definitely getting me through all of this dude that's so well said I, I totally feel you the beauty within the pain of the pandemic has been like being able to just be still and sit with ourselves and really kind of like wrestle with some of the things that we looked over while we were constantly on the go um, pre-COVID. Um, we've had to really sit and introspect. I'm excited for how you um, take this and shape it into new music. But anywho, on a lighter note, out of all the Bathe records you guys have made so far, which one is the closest to you? Like, which one is your favorite? <laughs> my uh, my favorite Bathe record thus far is I'll Miss You. Yeah. Off of the I'll Miss You EP. I love that one. It's one of our shorter records. There aren't a lot of words, but, you know, in such a small package, it winds up being one of the more personal songs that either of us have ever written. It kind of sounds like what I imagine resolution would feel like in that it's welcome but a little too temporary um yeah i love that man and i really love that song um it was a really beautiful way to start that ep before i let you go i asked this question to Corey, um and i would love to know um what song has been kind of getting you through lately like what's like a good pick me up go-to record that you've been relying on lately so the record of quarantine for me has been Waiting in Waste High Water by the Fleet Foxes. And I know Corey's going to roast me for this, but no long speech, no diatribe. Just grab a cup of coffee, open it up on whatever your favorite streaming service is. Just let that shit play and watch your cares melt away. <laughs> Sunlight covered over
Oh 
It's not too bad 
you don't call me, I'll jump off the roof Kiss my, say mine, goodbye, I'm bonkers now I'm crazy for your love, I do the most Walk in the street up to your mama's house Dirt roll with pink skies and rainbows Before I wrap it up, tell me a bit about what's next for you guys. Like, when can we expect to hear the new project? Are there any like single releases coming up that we should know about? I would say the first half of 2021. I don't want to. I don't want to speak too specifically on anything. Yeah. Because I we're working really hard to make something like immersive and something that people can really dive into and spend a lot of time with. And so I don't want to I don't want to get anyone hope anyone's hopes up on the timing of it. But when it does come out, I think there'll be a, there'll be a lot of stuff to uh, dig into. Yeah. So I would say like very early um, next year to start hearing stuff, and then like into the summer we'll be we'll have music coming out. Sick. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I mean, the new I love the new records. By the way, um, Twenty Two Twos. Thank and, you so much. And better off. Um, those are really cool, and it's and it's cool because those two records are kind of like, and and I think you have other records like that, but it's a real the juxtaposition really hits even more because lyrically, like, um, there's a lot of a drama happening, not a lot, but there's some drama happening, but then musically, it's still very like, it's still somewhat peaceful and like beautiful and like pretty even, um, but the subject matter is is, a, is at times a little heavy. Was that uh, is that intentional sometimes where it's like you want to like still do, give a musical like p- give a piece of music that feels good but um, sometimes kind of cut that energy with some more hard hitting like topics even short shot I guess too would qualify in that I think I'm not sure I feel like you know sometimes with the uh, you know, creativity or like the art stuff, you just do it and then you turn around and be like, oh, is that what I'm doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. You know, so I don't know. I'm afraid to use the word intentional as if uh, we planned it. Now, yeah, there's yeah. a problem with that. It's like, I, you know, I just try to like, you know, just to let it, 
let it be what it is. And I, I'm and now I'm realizing along with everyone else that that seems to be a recurring theme. You know, I'm thinking about the, even the new record we're about to put out and there are a few spots where that's true. But I think that in terms of the sonics of the records, I think we just really love the idea of just, of just making everything sound really fluid and open and spacious. Cause that's the headspace we try to create from. Yeah. I like that. And, and it does feel like, it almost feels like someone who just meditated is now like emoting certain things like post meditation. Here's how I feel. It, it, it's like, it definitely sounds like a vacation and it also sounds like an introspection at the same time. I think that's, that's the biggest compliment I think we've ever gotten. So thank you for that. Uh, I should write that down. Yeah. <laughs> By all means, please. You could, you could take that. Um, but Corey, thank you so much, man, for, uh, for chatting, chatting with me, man. I really appreciate it. Oh man, thank you for having me, man. And I, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to hear the, the podcast. Yeah. Well, now you're hearing it. I hope it didn't disappoint. <laughs> Big shouts to Bathe, uh, Corey and Dev. Thank you so much for being the guest on my first episode of this show. We did it. We got one episode down. Millions more to go, hopefully. Um, but seriously, thank you guys for tuning in. It means a lot that you did that. This is a really fun experimental project for me. I just like to do things that feel good to me. And this is, I mean, sharing music is one of my greatest joys. So thank you again for tuning in. This is Yeah Free Radio. This is episode one. Um, we will be back very soon. We have a lot of cool guests coming up. So please subscribe, like, share, do all the stuff that you do with podcasts that you like. Even though this isn't a podcast, it's a radio show. But either way, thank you and see you guys soon. Peace. Yeah, free radio.
blood of God is my defense Let it drop down to my seat Show us to your innocence To protect you for all eternity And with this world I be strong We won't see defeat For king the queen becomes a prince Knowledge and wisdom Understanding what we need And this day will come Ever since the day came My whole world began to change I knew then that then came my life For your own And this day will come Every day Stated, sure.